Chapter Twenty Seven of Saint Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ by Saint Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Seven The Conversion of Magdalene and Other Things. Our gracious Lord, one day, by the invitation of Simon the Pharisee, went to dine with him, which he was accustomed to do out of his natural courtesy and the zeal he had for the salvation of souls luke chapter seven thus the divine jesus attracted to himself those for whose sakes he came down from heaven by eating and familiarly conversing among them the love of poverty too was another motive that induced him to do so for he was extremely poor and had received nothing of earthly substance for himself or those that belonged to him and therefore this pattern of humility readily and cheerfully accepted of their invitations as occasion required magdalene who probably had often heard him preach and inwardly loved him though she had yet given no proofs of it chanced to hear of our saviour's dining at the house of this pharisee wherefore touched already with a real sorrow at heart for her sins convinced that he alone could rid her of them and resolved no longer to delay her conversion she went immediately to where our saviour was and with her eyes and face towards the ground she passed by the whole company regardless of all till she came to her beloved lord then throwing herself prostrate before him with a certain secret confidence which her inward love for him gave her with a torrent of tears she began to bathe his sacred feet sighing and tacitly saying in her heart lord i firmly believe know and confess you to be my god and my sovereign i have offended your divine majesty by many and great transgressions and have multiplied my sins above the number of the sands of the sea but wicked sinner as i am i fly to your mercy for refuge i grieve and repent me from my soul i crave pardon am prepared to amend and determined to conform my life for the future to your blessed precepts without ever departing from them oh reject me not turn me not away from you i am sensible i can have recourse to none but you and you alone i love above all things repulse me not then but punish my iniquities as you shall think proper but yet grant me the mercy i sue for all this while she kept bathing the blessed feet of jesus with the plenteous flood of her unbidden tears hence you may plainly see that our lord went always barefooted at length the illustrious penitent with becoming resolution stopped her tears a while and judging them unworthy to fall on our lord's sacred feet she wiped them off with her beautiful hair which she used on this occasion because she had nothing more precious with her for that purpose and because she wished to make those very instruments of her former vanity instrumental to her present conversion besides that she wished not to remove her face off the feet of her divine master when she had wiped them dry she devoutly pressed them with her lips with fervent eagerness that spoke her glowing love 
and afterwards anointed them with precious ointments as they were fatigued with frequent and laborious travelling behold her then attentively consider maturely her devotion and dwell a while on her love to christ and his love to her and endeavour to be perfectly present at this entertainment which was very solemn in every circumstance contemplate likewise the divine jesus how benignly he receives and how patiently he bears with all she does he suspends his dinner till she has done weeping and anointing his feet and all the guests are in suspense at the novelty simon could not help judging our lord in his mind thinking he would not have suffered such a woman to approach him if he had been a prophet and had known who she was but our lord soon showed his prophetic power by answering simon's thoughts with a parable of the debtor and openly to show that love is the greatest end of all concluded by saying many sins are forgiven her because she has much loved luke chapter seven and then turning to her said go in peace o oh, delightful and pleasing sentence how gladly did magdalen hear it and how joyfully retire and now truly converted she led ever after an innocent holy life and firmly adhered to the service and honour of him and his blessed mother contemplate therefore gentle reader these circumstances with all the devotion you can summon and labour to imitate this charity which is so highly approved by our lord jesus as well by acts as words here then you have an express proof that charity works a perfect peace and reconciliation between god and sinners hence it is that saint peter tells us that charity covers a multitude of sins first peter chapter four as charity then is the soul of every virtue and none are pleasing to god that are not inflamed with charity i shall quote some authorities to induce you to aim at the acquisition of this great virtue in order to render yourself acceptable to the blessed jesus saint bernard then says of it this excellent gift charity must needs be of incomparable worth since the divine spouse is so earnest in enforcing it to his new bride in one place saying in this all shall know you are my disciples if you have love for one another john chapter thirteen in another i give you a new precept that you love one another Ibidem. and again this is my commandment that you love one another Ibidem chapter fifteen praying elsewhere that they become one as he and the father are one a little lower the saint adds what can we imagine comparable to this which is preferred even to martyrdom and to a faith sufficient to move mountains thus then when i say to you peace be with you john chapter twenty i mean may your peace proceed to you from within yourselves and then all that may seem to threaten you with disturbance from without will neither have power to fright nor offend you 
the same saint tells us the value of every soul is rated by the measure of its charity as for example the soul that has much charity is great and vast that which has but little is small and diminutive nay nothing for as the apostle in his first epistle to the corinthians chapter five tells us if i have not charity i am nothing however if it begins to possess even so slender a portion as to love where it is beloved to salute brethren and those who salute we cannot say that soul is absolutely nothing i will allow a soul to be not quite nothing if at least it returns love for love and cultivates social charity and yet according to our lord's words how much more than nothing does it do i cannot then by any means think a soul great but rather very little and very contracted when i discover so slender a portion of charity in it but if it grows up and improves so passing the narrow limits of so contracted a charity to reach with liberty of spirit the utmost bounds of gratuitous bounty by extending itself with profuseness of goodwill to every neighbor and by loving all as itself can we any longer say to it what dost thou do more for a soul that dilates itself thus much must have a heart capacious enough to contain all mankind even such as it is not tied to by blood hopes of interest or any other obligation save that of which the apostle speaks owe nobody anything but that ye love one another however if you will make farther advances towards the pious invasion of the kingdom of charity and are desirous of carrying your conquest to its farthest confines open the bowels of your compassion to your very enemies do good to those who hate you pray for those who persecute and revile you and study to be peaceful to those who hate peace then then indeed the altitude and extent of the heavens and of your soul are alike and their beauty the same then will be fulfilled in you what is sung of god extending the heavens as a skin psalm one hundred and three and in this heaven of your soul grown to so miraculous a height width and beauty the most high will delight to dwell to expatiate and manifest in it his immensity and glory thus far saint bernard you see then pious reader how useful and necessary a virtue is charity without which it is impossible to please god and with which every one is sure to be agreeable in his sight study therefore with all your heart with all your mind and with all your force to possess it for this possession will enable you to bear with constancy courage and cheerfulness the greatest hardships and severities for the sake of god and your neighbor End of chapter twenty seven